Welcome to Expert Opinion, the branding business forum where leaders share their views, insights, and experiences from the world of B2B branding. And now, here's your host. Hello, and welcome to Expert Opinion. I'm Ryan Rikas, and today's show is focused on branding a merger of four companies into an industry leader. Today's guest is Michael Moore, Chief Experience Officer of Victra, Verizon's largest exclusive authorized retailer. Michael runs marketing, merchandising, and supply chain for Victra. Michael began his career at Procter & Gamble and was most recently the CMO for Lowe's Foods prior to joining the Victra leadership team. For a little background, I met Michael after he was given the authority of uniting the newly merged four independent companies together into one brand with one vision and one culture. And Michael hired Brand New Business to help him do just that. So if you, have, if you have interest in learning how to integrate a merger of equals or how to develop a culture that gets thousands of people united, aligned, and empowered, you might want to listen to the insights that Michael will share with us today. Michael, welcome to Expert Opinion. Oh, thanks, Ryan. It's great to be here. Well, let's start right off the bat um, in talking about mergers. Um, the stats are very well publicized. Up to 90% of corporate mergers fail, and typically the root cause is due to the lack of cultural alignment. And uh, as you know, the fundamental promise of any merger is that the combined entities will be more valuable than the separate entities. But that often isn't the case, and typically because of cultural differences. And in your case, it was magnified, and that wasn't just a merger of two equals, but rather bringing four companies together. So can you describe the strategic planning process that led your leadership team to address this potential issue? Absolutely. So, you know, we we had a very unique situation, um, as you described, in that in a very short period of time, the company, the acquiring company, A Wireless, had uh, merged with three counterparts in the industry that were basically of equal size. All three of those companies, uh, as part of the merger, had very strong cultures and, and had a track record of success. And all had a vision from their founders um, to be the biggest and the best at, at Verizon. And so, given that vision, um, it was really important for us to take a step back with the new company and think about things that we all had experience with in past activities with other companies where, you know, very, very much to what you described, you had um, sort of an ig- ignorance uh, or ignorance of, uh, of what the cultural uh, impact is going to be when you have mergers and acquisitions. And, and so what we knew is, w- number one, we couldn't slow down from a business acceleration standpoint. We had to actually do just the opposite. We felt very strongly that we had tons of upside uh, with, the, with the new entity, and, and there was lots of opportunity in terms of the business. But we knew that we had to get the entire culture working together, and we also knew that we had very specific practices that existed at each one of the companies that were part of the merger, and um, not all of those systems and processes were conducive uh, to driving the accelerated results. So we really took a step back and we said, look, we know from experience that culture truly does eat strategy for lunch. And no matter what we do from a strategic roadmap standpoint, if we don't address who we are and, and who we intend to be as a company going forward, we won't uh, get the success that we expect and deserve. Well, um, 
fortunately, Brand New Business was uh, selected to be your primary partner to help you do just that. So we have a very specific process that we utilize, uh, including research, to really address these common challenges uh, relating to culture and alignment. So I'm just curious, uh, what part of the process did you and your team find most valuable? Well, I think, I, you know, just stepping back, first of all, I, I think getting to know the branding business team really reinforced in my mind that the talent base and the experience that you have to offer was outstanding. And, and it was broad-based from, you know, really understanding research design and, and how do you get the right insights and the strategic intent built and also really looking at it from a uh, creative development process in terms of how are we going to create and activate uh, against the insights. I will tell you, beyond the people, what struck me as being different and unique is um, the very well thought through and comprehensive approach uh, that you take to attacking the opportunity. Um, we, you know, we, we, have to, we have to start with the data, right? And the process that you took um, to really engage um, our employee base, to understand the audience, to also really, frankly, understand externally um, how we benchmark versus competition, what our strengths and opportunities were, and, and key insights that uh, came out of all of that work became a really strong inform for us. And, and so, if, you know, I, I think all four components of, of the process I could characterize as my favorite because they all had very distinct outcomes, but really, the, I think the most important um, w- was clearly the discover phase um, in, in getting into the audience research and really using that to define um, the stri- strategic scenarios and the positioning platform that we wanted to create as a brand, and then certainly how we wanted to create the voice and the visioning to go with it. Well, you know, let's talk a little bit about that audience research. Um, as, as, as you mentioned, we're very much data-driven because our clients usually like to have um, the insights necessary to make big decisions, and certainly there were some big decisions in front of us. And what was really great about the internal research is that you could see the optimism from the teams in terms of how they wanted to work together, and the, they saw the potential, they, so they were really kind of looking for that guidance and that plan. And then the external research also very, very much... Um, put validity around the, the opportunity ahead of you. So um, you want to just get, dig into that a little bit more? Yeah, I think, you know, I think what came out loud and clear from our, our employee base, in fact, 77% of our current employees said loud and clear that they see a benefit of a unified company. Um, and that unified company would overcome legacy divisions and silos. And and they also spoke clearly that a new brand's going to create that unified culture around, you know, having a clear brand promise and, and the growth that um, would go along with that, the support. Um, and what was really interesting about the research that we did is looking at it um, with, with two lenses. The first was digging deep into the headquarter employees and then also um, making sure that we had a very strong voice from our field employee base. And interestingly enough, you know, there were three key insights that um, really came out. The first is that everyone said, um, you know, a unified company is going to help them do their job better. And that's a huge insight. I mean, employee productivity, feeling like you're empowered, that you are connected to a purpose, that you're connected to an outcome, 
that ultimately helps you do your job better is, is, is a key insight and, you know, it will be a key catalyst for success. Um, another one was employees at my location will benefit as a result of the unified company. So basically what that says is that employees recognize that their peers, the people around them, that their, their colleagues that uh, they work with every day, we're going to get the benefit as well. That they didn't see this as just being about them, but collectively as an organization, they saw this moving the business forward. And then the, the last area is really um, understanding that um, to work co- cooperatively together and to really connect to an identity, we had to walk away from sort of one company being the winner out of the four companies that were involved. Um, and, and so it really spoke to changing the name as part of the overall rebranding process. Well, what I really enjoyed about the, the research and then ultimately then sharing the research with your, your um, not only your leadership team, but there was a, uh, a, a group meeting of around, I think, what, around 70 people in, in Dallas where we had an opportunity to, to share the research findings, but then also dig into um, the guiding statements of purpose, vision, and mission. And you guys had already, in your strategic planning, developed a draft of your mission statement, which was outstanding. Then we had a chance to sit down with the, um, the new CEO and, and further define a potential vision. And then we also utilized that time together with all those leaders to dig into what a potential purpose of the organization might be. And with the, with the idea that that purpose statement, which is why we exist, could be that unifying big idea to bring everybody together, align everybody under a bigger idea than, than just a paycheck, and uh, your team just grasped onto it so um, wholeheartedly. So, um, you know, as you know, we had an opportunity to break up into groups and, and talk about why a purpose statement is important, and some, we even gave some thought starters, and we had four different groups that, that uh, independently developed their own and when we all got together, it was really exciting to see how similar they were. Um, you're in an industry of technology and innovation and how innovation can move life and, and have an impact. But what was cool about the organization, everybody brought back this idea of empowerment, and uh, ultimately which led to our purpose statement of empowering better living. I just thought it was fantastic how everybody came together with that very, very big idea. So you want to comment on that a little bit? Yeah, I, I mean, I think... You're hitting on a, on the central theme, which is experience shows that if, if you ever want to really get traction and success as part of a, a, a very significant change event, similar to what we were talking about here, you, folks need to feel a part of it. They need to feel like they're vested in the process and they're vested in the decision. And I think the approach that we took together really blended itself to people feeling like they were the drivers behind the decision, because frankly, they were. And I think, you know, it was the combination not only of the surveys and the internal research, but, you know, the creation of a brand council, um, which which was cross-functional, and it had different representation across levels within the company, so that everybody felt like they had a voice. And all of that coming together allowed us to start to talk about common themes and foundational truths which is why I think we got to a purpose statement in a very similar way. I think everybody was sort of seeing the insights and understanding that and internalizing it and then turning it back around 
in a way that said, how are we going to action this going forward? And, and knowing what we know today, especially as you see generational changes and, and, and what ends up being important, we know within the millennial generation um, and, um, and the core of that group, which happens to be the vast majority of people that work at our company, um, being connected to a purpose statement and really uh, having that alive and well inside the company is more important, frankly, than pay. And, uh, and that's been proven through exit interviews and results. Um, and, and so getting the purpose statement right, which is all about the heart, um, was absolutely critical. I think that's very well said in terms of bringing everybody together and having a voice. And then, as you mentioned earlier, the process also led us to the recommendation, ultimate decision to rename the organization. So rather than continue on with one legacy name, rename it, bringing um, a new name forward that everybody can get behind. And I know there was, you know, it's a big idea, and it, you have, it comes with a cost and uh, comes with a commitment as well. Naming is not for the faint at heart. To uh, get everybody uh, aligned under one name is, uh, is not easy. And as you mentioned, the four legacy companies each had wireless in their name. And here was an opportunity to come up with a bigger idea that didn't require wireless. Uh, Verizon had, is, is synonymous with wireless, so that already says it. Now we have an idea, an opportunity to come up with a name that, that can serve other functions. You, you want to speak a little bit about the process of coming up with, with Victra and why it works? Yeah, absolutely. Um, this was this was fun, and, and it was also insightful in terms of um, just how uh, how massive um, this work really is versus just sitting in a room and trying to think up a name. I think it followed a very clear process that that you and the team helped um, put together for us, um, which kept us on track. Now, the first was, you know, the identification phase and really understanding the strategic factors that influence a name, um, the industry, the brand platform, the competitive set, all of those things become crucial in terms of that that element of the process. And then defining the key factors uh, in a strategic brief um, so that we really set a, a clear set of um, guardrails and, and, and a game plan around what are we trying to accomplish and what we say and who we are. Um, then it's getting into the process of creation, and that's where you guys um, really um, um, had some heavy lifting, which is literally looking at a master list of name options uh, to the tune of, I think we had over 500 different options that, um, that were reviewed and looked at. And um, filtering that through into a master list was the next step coming out of there, which really got us into sort of a core of about 30 to 50 names. And from that, we started to do, you know, really look at a trademark search, understanding um, um, what is out there uh, in terms of search engine and URL availability. And, and, and once we got through that, we really sort of vetted 10 to 15 names that we thought were the top contenders. And this is where um, what's really interesting is new names, especially when we're, we're leveraging a name that is now going to represent what was four companies into one, can be very emotional for people. It, it's, uh, it's interesting to watch this process, and you help the team through this, which is a lot of times your first reaction when you see names is you just you hate them. You hate all of them, or you don't understand them. And, and so part of this process is you're going through the finalization phase is to let it soak a little bit. Get it in front of people, let it soak. Uh, and then from there we went through the process of 
presenting it to our executive team and, and uh, coming from the brand council, the Brown brand council took the 10 to 15 names and said, hey, here's the top three to five that we think really have legs. And then it went in front of the executive team. We all looked at it collectively, um, thought about it in, in, in uh, terms of the strategic brief, and then landed on one. And, um, and once we landed on one, we were all in. We, we said, look, um, you may be sitting in the room and you may not like this name, but this is our choice and let's go forward. And what's, what's funny is for all the reasons and interest uh, that we had, um, when we finally landed on the name and we had, uh, you know, it was about a couple weeks of just sort of thinking about it and, and getting comfortable with it, people went very quickly, even our biggest detractors from, geez, I don't like this name to, man, I love this name. It's great when it all comes together, isn't it? And you're absolutely yep. right. It does require time. It needs to sink in. And, and uh, yeah, no, names just don't pop off the page. But um, in this particular case, uh, it had a, the foundation for great storytelling. And uh, it was very clear that your culture is, is one of winning. And we wanted to bring that forth, that idea of victory in, in the name. So, and, uh, it, it, you know, it just, it just worked very, very well for, I think, your business and your culture. So um, the next step after naming, of course, is to get the right visual system. Uh, the logo then locked up with the, uh, the tagline, brand line, as well as this, this overall, um, I guess, visual uh, look and feel that reflects everything the brand is meant to stand for. And uh, maybe just want to chat a little bit about uh, that process and your reaction to the ultimate logo and where we ended up and that system. Yeah, absolutely. So, um this is where we started to uh, have the opportunity to engage with uh, Michael Dula and his team, and and uh, just fantastic in terms of um, the process that they took and and where we landed. What what they really honed in on, as you think about the brand look and feel, is um, it, it, it's the brand look and feel needs to be all about being dynamic and filled with positive energy, and and the brand expression really conveys uh, this notion of a break from the pack mentality, you know, that the spirit that distinguishes Victra is that we are an industry leader, we're winning, um, we're champions. And so what they tried to do is really start to infuse some of those elements into uh, the consideration set as they built the logo. And um, given the fact that, you know, we want to be driven by this ambitious culture of winning, uh, and living our core values, um, they really started to incorporate that into the design, starting with our Super V, where it almost feels like when you look at it, it looks like um, uh, uh, somebody with their arms raised crossing the finish line. And, um, and you sort of get this notion and this feel of winning the race and, and, and being victorious. Um, what we also started to play off of is um, just the opportunity to really leverage the V and um, use that through uh, visual signals um, from, the, from the human aspect. So, you know, flashing the V sign, uh, V for Victra, um, and really tying back into our, our purpose statement of empowering better living. So um, all of that came together beautifully. The way that we incorporated the colors and the designs, um, I, I think, and, and certainly the photography really captured the essence of who we are and, and what we wanted to be. Well, then we had the opportunity to bring all that together 
And uh, one of my favorite things to ever do is to launch the brand. And you had an annual meeting, so we had that deadline. We were able to get prepared for it and with a number of different assets from uh, videos of your team, your executives, uh, sharing what Victor stands for means in, in their mind and the opportunity ahead. Developed this um, conceptual video which talks about the power that uh, um, is available to everyone, this empowering better living through, through um, what Victor brings to the community. And then what I really like you did, what you did, Michael, was um, the opportunity of bringing your leadership team uh, back to the stage uh, introducing uh, the purpose statement, the vision statement, the values, and then having each of them introduce also uh, the, the values and, and what that means to them personally and sharing ideas and, and thoughts of how to live those values. Uh, I, I think it really uh, then made it feel uh, like your own as opposed to a, a consulting firm like ours coming forth and bringing, you know, here's what we did, here's the process, here's the results, uh, now you guys owned it, and the, the room just erupted with uh, enthusiasm and acceptance, standing ovation for your team. And uh, so now that that's been launched, give me some feedback. It's been a few months. How, how is everything working? Oh, I tell you, it's, uh, it's fantastic. We've had um, just this incredible spontaneous acceptance and embracing of the brand um, all the way down to um, – going through the recruiting process as we're recruiting potential candidates to come into the company, you know, feedback that we're getting at recruiting conferences are, wow, this place looks amazing. We're hearing words back like energy and dynamic. And, and I can tell that this is a place where you, you know, winning is, is celebrated um, and teamwork is celebrated. And um, so when you start to pick up on that from a recruiting standpoint. And then as you go out into the stores, as you're working with our sales consultants and our management team out in the stores where really the rubber hits the road for us, um, it, it's alive. You can feel it. The energy, the excitement, the enthusiasm, the comments that I see on uh, LinkedIn, uh, the comments that are coming back through uh, the company, through our company surveys, are all extremely positive. We've created a, a site for gear uh, for Victra, and we're we're basically selling out of, of uh, many of the items that we have listed there because people want to be part of it. They want to join in and, and be a part of it. And I think what's really cool is everybody gets, at the end of the day, the importance of our voice as it relates to Verizon. So what, what they understand is when it, when it comes to guest-facing, when we're talking to our guests in the stores, we are Verizon, um, and, and we represent that brand um, in a very loud and energetic way. Um, but, but Victra is quiet um, in, in that regard. When, when we think about um, internally um, who our brand is, that's where Victra is exciting and exuberant and energetic and, and frankly, very loud. And people are loud and proud about it. We've got some, uh, some hilarious um, chants that have been created um, just spontaneously by uh, folks around the country uh, and as you can expect in our industry, folks are very competitive, and they love to uh, uh, really show off their way of, uh, of illustrating who Victra is and, and why they're a part of Victra. Oh, good. I look forward to hearing what those chants are. <laughs> I'm glad it's uh, working so well inside your company and, and as well in the recruitment area. And I know another uh, category of um, 
interest for you was to how, how can the brand extend out into the community and, and uh, giving back? You want to bring up uh, any thoughts around that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think what we have is, uh, again, you know, as you think about the four companies, the four original companies, they all had a proud heritage of, of contributing to the community, supporting causes, and, and being very visible um, and and we want to we, we want to do that and and just as we took our time and 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 built sort of a careful understanding of what what's important to people uh, from the branding standpoint we're doing the same approach as we think about our cause platform going forward um, how are we going to represent ourselves and what are we going to support um, out in the community as a corporation and then how do we help enable each individual employee to feel like they can really plug into um, contributing and making a difference. And so rather than just rushing down the road and, and picking a number of things that have been done in the past, we're taking a collection of the best of that understanding and, and taking a step back and saying, you know, what do we want to represent going forward? Um, and what, what's really interesting as you, as you see the outcome of research that we're doing, education is at the very top of the list uh, in terms of importance to our employees, which, which you would expect, um, given, um, you know, the average age that we have uh, working, working at Victra. Um, and then a very close second and, and literally tied is children's causes and health. And, and we think there's an opportunity in terms of hitting both um, and, and taking a look at that. So, so we're, we're taking the same steps. We're, we're doing the research. We're being careful about our consideration, and we're excited about the future. Well, it does go back to your purpose as well, and, and it really applies to what you're doing in the community of empowering better living. So, well done. Hey, um, we're almost out of time, but I have one question here. Uh, I forgot to mention that you are private equity-backed. So, um, for those listeners who either are private equity-backed or um, organizations who are considering a merger or, um, or an acquisition, any guidance on how soon or how early they should begin looking at their brand strategy and their cultural alignment? Yeah, I mean, I think it's situational, right? I mean, we had a very unique situation. I think, I think what our partners represented and, and understood very clearly is um, we've, we've got very specific growth strategies that we want to hit over the coming years. And we knew that what was critically important uh, for us to achieve those goals is to take the barriers um, out of the road. And, um, and we knew this was a very, very key uh, potential barrier for us if we didn't address it and we weren't really positive and proactive about it. So, uh, so helping them understand it in, in the context of the business environment and the potential for accelerating sales was, was critical um, as part of the discussion. And so I think once they saw that and they saw the connection back the cultural connection back to results, um, they got on board very, very quickly. Well, Michael, thanks. I appreciate you being a guest on Expert Opinion. Any final thoughts or insights to share with our listeners? Just not to, uh, not to hesitate. Um, I, if you're considering this and, and, um, and you see the importance of it through insights or research that you're doing at your own company, don't hesitate. Get, get the right people involved. Get after it. Uh, it's, it's incredible how empowering it is um, to the organization when done right. Well, Michael, thank you for being part of Expert Opinion. Greatly appreciated. Well, thanks for having me.
That concludes our show for today. This is Ryan Rikus, and you've been listening to another edition of Expert Opinion, a brand new business forum where thought leaders share their point of view. If you'd like to listen to past shows or read our blog series, visit brandybusiness.com. Until our next show, grow your business by living your brand promise.